Pod. You know what it is. You know what we're here to do. Back in studio today, beautiful Austin, Texas. It's kind of chilly. Got my sweater on, as you can see. I got the USA hat. Shout out to the U.S. Soccer for the nice little gift. I'm with the boys. We got football critic. We got my G. Neff rocking the Real Madrid beanie. He looks a little chilly himself. Uh, football critic, starting off with you, mate. How are you doing tonight, bro? I'm good. I'm good, Edge. I'm great after playing that awesome game in pickup uh, with the people at Discord. And I'm just happy to have another episode. Happy to be here, mate, just like you. And also, a quick note on that pickup. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we got together to play with some lads from the LDR Slack group. Shout out to Shion and Kevin Morris for the amazing field choice. That field was a beauty. Uh, the grass was a little thick, made the ball move a little slow. But it was fun having to adapt to that, like knowing that the ball was going to be moving slow. So having to change the way that you passed the ball was actually pretty cool. Uh, but yes, yeah, shout out to everybody that did go out there. Pickup was a lot of fun. That's our second pickup. Our third pickup, we're going to see what we do it either in the north, maybe North Austin or maybe South Austin. But uh, stay tuned, Discord members, and we'll give you all that info. Uh, Neff, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, doing good. Uh, just trying to get over this cold. Uh that I got thanks to you, honestly. Come on, bro. Come on. Uh, how uh, how was everything so far uh, this week, other than this cold? It's great. It's great, honestly. Uh, it's been a great week. Been informing myself on MLS rules and stuff, but more importantly, international break is over, and we I got to see my beloved Madrid win today, so it was wonderful. On the international football topic, uh, I got you boys some really nice swag over this holiday weekend. Got you a Absolutely. nice little Real Madrid jacket, football critic with the Dortmund jacket. Uh, but uh, hopefully you guys like that gift from the uh, top flight end of end of things. Appreciate everything that you guys do on here. Eric got a Manchester jersey. And then we got two more gifts left, but I need to link up with those two guys whenever I get a chance. Uh, real quick, before... We get into the episode. I want to send a shout out to all the Patreon members. Uh, very thankful for you guys. It is, you know, Thanksgiving weekend. We're going into the going, getting back into the regular work week here when, when Monday comes around. Uh, but, you know, this Thanksgiving weekend, just feel thankful for everybody um, around We're Austin TV, everybody that contributes to We're Austin TV. And of course, Patreon members, like I said, everybody that's on uh, Discord. And if you're not on there yet, if you want to find out how, I believe we have the link in our Instagram bio and we have a post on it that's pinned to, uh, to the top uh, so if you want join patreon it'd be really awesome if you do the discord on there is popping tucker kills me with his memes he'd be wilding out sometimes uh and everybody else on there is just uh such a joy to talk to day in and day out about austin fc uh and everything else but boys anything you want to add on to the intro before we get into the austin episode we got today yeah just a shout out to that discord man i mean we talk everything we talk international break every single country in every single place we talk comable we talk Concacaf. there's a specific yeah. channel for us main national team a specific channel for the mexican national team uh there's la liga channel epl channel league on uh, channel like everything it's just uh, there's a way for you to talk about whatever you want and people will respond so it's great to get it every single soccer tech that you have in you just out yeah and i think my personal favorite right now the past couple of days i'm not gonna lie the rumor mill has been a little silent a little quiet in the austin fc side of things but the transfer rumor channel has been crazy in the past couple of weeks and hopefully it does kick back up i did have an interesting conversation with il capitano verde if you know you know 
Um, uh, but um, uh, more stuff is definitely going to start coming around in that transfer rumor channel. But uh, hopefully we get some official names in the Austin MC side of things. That'd be a lot more fun, you know, other than just rumors. So shout out to everybody on the Patreon and, and to the Discord. Shout out B, Bali, uh, Primo. Uh, hopefully um, we can have those gentlemen on here soon. But all right, football critic. I think Neff went off screen real quick, but I think he will be back. I'm gonna work on getting him back on screen. But me and you can start off the Austin FC side of things while we wait for Neff to come on back. Uh, we're gonna start off with Austin FC news and hot topics that are trending on social media right now. Like I said, the off season has been a little slow the past couple of days, maybe because it's Thanksgiving holiday and everybody's out on vacation. We see Gallagher is out in in uh, England doing his thing, watching Tottenham play. Uh, we see Will Bruin is out with his family also uh, on vacation. Maxi and Drusi, they're out in Disneyland hanging out with Felipe Martins. I saw that uh, the wives shared a post thanking them for their hospitality. So it's nice to see that ex-Austin FC players and current Austin FC players have still a bond outside of the field. Uh, but one of the main things, football critic, that we had this past couple of days was the invitation that we're Austin TV received to speak to Football a lo Grande. If you don't follow them on Twitter, it's at F-A-L-G, Football a lo Grande, F-A-L-G, and a couple more numbers as Neff comes uh, back onto the stream. But we got the invitation from Memphis Board Critic to go chat uh, with them on there. It was pretty much like a Twitter space, if I'm not mistaken, but I was communicating with them via WhatsApp. And uh, they were asking me some stuff about Romagna and about Rodney Redes. Uh, pretty much what I have here uh, written on is that uh, this came about after we posted a clip and a quote from their show where Arturo Maximo Rubin dropped a bit of a scoop where he mentioned how Austin is asking for way too much for the services of Romagna. He also said that Olympia tried to consult slash negotiate to, to bring that price down with Austin FC, but Austin FC won't budge. The price is firm for Johan. Now, before you say, oh, well, Austin FC must have put a high price tag after his performances, that's not the case with Water Critic. And I think you can explain it right now. The case is that the price tag for Johan Romagna was already set in the contract when he went on loan. So, Critic, if we can get your your take, your opinion on on, on the, the, the situation around Romagna right now, because Olympia has came out and said that they want to keep him, but because of financial reasons, it's almost impossible to retain Romagna. Yeah, so the thing is, with Romagna, whenever Austin signed him, he was supposed to be this big guy in the defense, right? He was supposed to be mm -hmm. this big body and leader that would help us out in the defense. Unfortunately, he hasn't been that for us. He's been, you know, very injury prone. He has shown to be a little bit slow in the league, although he's very physical. He's mm -hmm. not that uh, that reliable body that we can have in the back line. And then you have that side, uh, let's say, dispute with Wolf about him not being fit enough for the season and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. even though he's not that good or he hasn't been that good of a defender for us, specifically talking Austin FC, when he mm -hmm. was signed, he was supposed to be. So he had a good, you know, a big amount of money, a good value that now Olympia wants to get, but they don't have the resources for it. Even then, if I'm not mistaken, Olympia had not only a debt, but a sanction by FIFA for, um, for uh, like, it wouldn't allow them to, uh, to sign new players. And they just paid, I believe, $2 million, uh, I think, 
to get that out of that sanction and be able to sign players. So they just spent two million, and now they are probably not ju just don't have the money to be able to get a high price tag like uh, Romagna has. Correct. Everything that you just said there, football critic. Uh, I believe we can actually find actual, you know, uh, proof uh, tweets or whatever, because there have been press conferences where either I think it's like the director, the president of Olympia, he comes out and he 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 confirms everything that you just said about the sanction, about debts, and those are one of the main reasons why Olympia cannot um, officially keep Romagna on a on a permanent transfer as much as they want to. Now, I want to get an F in here real quick because we have some highlights that we that we're going to share from from the phone call. Now, I don't think that space was recorded; it was on live mode, so it's impossible to go back and see. But they did share some tweets onto their timeline. They didn't tag uh, We're Austin TV, nor did they tag my personal account, but we did make sure to go and retweet and like those tweets. So if you want, I'm going to try to resurface them when this podcast comes out. Uh, but you can go onto the We're Austin TV page and you can see the retweet or likes um, from Football Alo Grande. Now, some highlights from the phone call for everybody listening is uh, uh, one of them was Romagna arriving unfit to preseason in 2023. Made Wolf sent him out on loan to Olympia. I think that was one thing that they weren't 100% sure on. So when I, I said that, they were like, oh, okay, because it caused them to, you know, kind of like highlight this topic. Another highlight is uh, Austin FC's high, high price tag, which we discussed for Romagna in the original loan contract. And uh, Olympia wants to negotiate, but Austin won't budge. We talked about that for just a couple of minutes. Another highlight is uh, the people that were on the other side of the phone call, the pundits, uh, they asked, what do Austin fans think of Romagna? Do they want him back? And what memories do we have of him there? I mentioned a lot kind of what Football Critic said uh, a couple minutes ago, how he's a bit slow, very good in the air, very physical. But other than that, I'd really like to know what Austin MC fans have of a memory um, of uh, Johan. And then it wasn't just Romagna conversation. They asked me about Ronnie Redes also. And the highlight I have here on him is Ronnie Redes arrived as a historic and expensive signing and left as a failed project after only scoring two goals in three years. Yeah, two goals, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Nef, I want to get your take on the, the conversation about Johan Romagna, the conversation on Rodney Redes. I'll let you take your pick. Um, Johan Romagna, too expensive for Olympia. Rodney Redes, maybe too poor of a player for Austin FC. Where are you at? Oh, I think um, well, when it comes to deals like this, you're, you're, talking, you're also talking about a club that, that just can't afford really any player right now. I mean, you, you said it earlier. The, the, that club is in a lot of financial trouble. They were not able to sign players. Uh, even bringing Romagna took a while because they were trying to get cleared by FIFA uh, to bring him in. So I, I don't. It, it might be. It might just be way out of the reach, and I don't see Redes being any cheaper for them, even though he would be in a free transfer, uh, just because his salary. He would be probably asking for something similar to what he's earning. He was earning here in Austin. So. Uh, I, I think it's in it's in in the interest of both uh, both or uh, thir um, the three parties to part ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't I just don't see Austin budging to to let Romagna leave on the free. Oh, for sure, Austin is not going to budge at all. I mean, we've already taken losses on more than one player, and I I really don't see this this ownership saying, hey, you know what, Romagna, we're going to part ways part ways with you. 
in the form of us being the ones that lose out. You know, I don't think Austin FC is in that uh, in that position at all. And they don't want to be in there because no. they're 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 tired of taking else. Go ahead. But in in that in that aspect though, Austin loses either way because you're either gonna lose him for free or you're gonna lose him now for whatever little amount they can give you. Because I don't see I don't see Wolf using Romagna at all. Even if However, whenever he comes back. But but hold on, see a bit of a bit of pushback there. I'm not 100 percent sure what we paid for Romagna. Because when we got him from Guarani, that amount was not disclosed. It was not in any of the press releases. If anybody out there knows this amount, I would be more than happy to be educated and find out what this is. So if we got Romagna for I don't know, I mean 500 k for sure, maybe less than one million, even though Rotten Redes was expensive. I mean if Olympia doesn't want to pay for him because he is too expensive, I mean, Austin MC is most likely going to be coming out on top of this sale. I mean, in the in the in the positive, you know what I'm saying? So the only way that Austin FC would lose here would be if if Romagna were to walk free, mate. I mean, and that's not going to happen. There's no way. Yeah, but you also got to put it into the perspective that he's either going to leave for something or he's going to leave for free because you're already taking a loss on him in the sense that he's not paid off. Okay. Because the way that these deals work, they did not pay him uh, to what any percent through in the in, in one payment. So I can guarantee you what the transfer fee was, unless it was really low. It was it's not already been paid off. Okay. So Austin That's has interesting. Austin is going to lose here regardless because they're not getting their money back. Okay. Well, all right. Well, let's 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 talk a little bit about what it's going to look like if Romagna, you know, stays or makes, takes part of the preseason of 2024, because in football, Alo Grande, they were discussing, they were saying how Romagna did receive uh, some type of message, some type of phone call, whatever, from Austin that said, hey, you need to be here for preseason 2024. You're being recalled, not recalled, but your loan ended. Now you have to come back. You have to report for 2024 preseason. That was one thing that they mentioned on that show. So, Critic, I want to bring you in on, on this topic. When I went on air and I, I spoke with those gentlemen, I said that Romagna has to be mentally very strong. He has to be strong because he's coming back to a, a bit of different Austin FC situation than what that it was than when he left because now we have Weissenden, Cascante, and there's also a third guy now, there's Matt Hedges, right? And we don't know what's going to happen with Kip, if we're going to pick him back up or if he's going to walk. But I said Romagna comes back as our number four center back in the, in the depth chart. Do you think he's higher? than that or you think Romagna is lower than that how can he be lower but I don't know your take critic no I think if he comes back he would be fourth um he's that good CB that you can put on late game um the thing with him is that he's like to me I don't have anything against him but the the downside of him is that he's way too injury prone right that's another so, thing yeah so you cannot play him constantly like even Olympia had to deal with that I mean, he had amazing games in Copa Libertadores uh, this this year, but even they were like, they, they, he had to miss games because he would pick up small injuries time and time again. So I don't see him starting for us in any way. Um, he's definitely that guy that you want to put a late game, or if one of your CBs gets injured, he's that third option that you can have, you know, the reserve option. Um, he does need to be very mentally uh, strong, because it's not easy to come back to a coach that you already fought with, especially by like publishing, you know, uh, to the like for everyone to see uh, a response to your coach. And then that we know Josh is not 
he doesn't take uh, offenses too well. Um, he doesn't take irrespect too well. So um, I think if he comes back, he would be definitely that fourth CB that we would choose for any team in the in-game in any scenario. What what I like about Romagna, what I think he has going for him right now is the fact that he's younger than all of our center backs. You know what I mean? And he's coming back with Libertadores experience. That's one thing that I'm going to look for uh, in Romagna when he does come back to Austin. Is it, hey, did you get better? Did you learn anything? Did you come back uh, with the mindset that you're ready to be uh, fit for preseason? Because that was one thing that a lot of the fans and uh, the coaching staff um, had against Romagna was the fact that he he came into multiple preseasons quote unquote unfit according to you know Josh Wolf and the rest of uh, his staff there was some posts on social media on Instagram everybody knows this where Romagna kind of clapped back at Josh Wolf posting a picture of his abs saying who who are you calling chubby you know what I'm saying and uh, that was a very interesting time for Austin FC now I do have some stats here Johan Romagna for Olympia this season. 19 games, three yellow cards, one red card in the form of a double yellow, not a direct red, and uh, just over 1,200 minutes. I believe he missed just over 24 games, I believe, due to injury. Now, there were small injuries, just like Football Critics said. You know, he did struggle in Olympia with those injuries. It was either, you know, uh, an adductor, like a quad injury, uh, but he was never out for too, too long, I would say. Maybe the longest stretch that he was out for Olympia was... Uh, was this about eight matches he was gone uh, early on so right after he got to Olympia he didn't feature until oof, until what was this uh, March so interesting what's gonna what's gonna happen there now uh, on the Ronnie Redis topic guys uh, there's not really much to say on him two goals two assists in three years 54 appearances over 1700 minutes uh, we talked about him a, a little bit. I said how there's rumors of him going to Olympia. He is on vacation with some Olympia players. Uh, I got the, the that uh, that I guess that conclusion because of an Instagram story that they posted with some emojis. You can figure it out, read between the lines. Uh, but gentlemen, anything you got to say on Redes before we move on to the next topic? He's got to lower his salary. He cannot expect to be paid the same with two goals in in three years i mean that's not realistic not even for not not for olympia that is in in financial trouble not for any team he's he's got to lower his salary 100 percent. now 16 uh 16 appearances two goals one assist for austin fc in 2023 nef brother anything else you want to add on johan or on rodney redes uh, no, not really. Just wish them the best of best of luck and hope. Uh, I mean, we'll see Romagna here, uh, and back in January, and best of luck to Redes. I mean, hopefully he can find some type of rhythm in his career. Yeah, man. Hopefully he can find some kind of rhythm in his career, just like you said, Neff. And also shout out to the to the guys from Football Alo Grande for uh, featuring We're Austin TV on their platform. Uh, one one last thing I'll, I'll add on to here is the quote that uh, kind of had people talking. Uh, quote, it says, if Olympia, this is the guy from the show, he says, if Olympia tells Austin they want to keep Romagna, then Austin will say he costs this much. Olympia has already consulted with Austin and Romagna has a high cost. That is what they're saying in Olympia. And this is official. Exactly how he said it. And I thought that was gangster the way he said that. And also, did y'all see when he pulled out his comb? And he combed his hair. 
I'm yeah. telling you, bro, I'm this guy, dude. If that's not me in 30 years, bro, I, I don't know. I felt like I was looking in front of a mirror. I was like, dude, the guy just dropped the transfer bomb. And he's like, hey, let me comb my hair real quick. But uh, yeah, shout out to Football um, Alo Grande. And also shout out to George Iturralde from Club Deportes because uh, he did come out on Twitter. Uh, he pulled out the receipts and he said that on his show uh, about a month and a half ago, they discussed the exact same information. I went back and I checked and it was true. It was true. They did discuss almost the exact same bit of information. Unfortunately, I missed it, did not pick it up. I did my research on Twitter. That's where I found this piece of information, and I I uh, built it on that, and then Football Alo Grande saw it. But shout out to Club Deportes, awesome platform. They do come out with a lot of uh, scoops, and on the next one, I guarantee you I won't miss it, mate. I'll make an edit for you too, George. That way we can keep you happy. But all right. Moving on to one of the next topics that we have on tonight's show with Football Critic and my GNF, and it's the topic of Dani Pereira. Now, Dani Pereira, again, a topic of discussion because Venezuela announced a friendly in Miami versus Colombia on Sunday, December the 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Austin fans want to know what is the probability we see Dani Pereira play for Lavino Tinto next month well it's almost coming up so i want to get football critic on this really um our danny pereira expert if i may i don't know he's pretty good on that topic venezuela uh informed lad right there so critic what can you tell the austin mc fans that are wondering hey is danny going to be called up to this all right so first thing is nothing is official yet right there's no confirmation i would be lying if i say yeah he's 100 percent sure gonna play be playing there uh because not like there's nothing confirmed However, uh, so the Venezuelan Federation came out and say, hey, this is going to be a friendly where the U23 is going to play as, a, as practice for the pre-Olympics. The Conmebol is having some pre-Olympics in January or early Fe- January to early February uh, to see, you know, who qualifies for the uh, Olympics, right? And mm-hmm. um, they're going to have that tournament and they want to use this friendly as practice with Colombia. Now... That's what it says on the Twitter. It's going to be the, U, the U23, which Danny would not qualify for. However, there's a lot of journalists and a lot of people from both sides, from Venezuela and Colombia, saying mm-hmm. this is not only going to be a U23 pre-Olympic team, they're going, they also going to use this friendly to have players that play in MLS or players that play in leagues that would already be finished by then, like the Brazilian league and others uh, to play in this friendly, to like keep an eye on them, keep them on practice. Specifically with Danny, I can say, I know he's being followed closely by the Federation, the Venezuelan Federation, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I would say even it's more likely that they mm-hmm. want Danny to play in this friendly, to keep an eye on him, to keep seeing him with the national team, even though he's not the main team ahead of the 2024 Copa America in the U.S. next summer. I agree 100%. I agree 100% with, with what you said, mate. And when we were asked this question on, on Twitter, I think of Where Austin TV and you were actually tagged on this tweet. Was it um, El, El Verderican that tagged Football Critic and Where Austin TV? I, I forget who it was, but shout out to the homie. He said, hey, is Danny Pereira going to play in this? And one of the first things I said, Critic, was it'll be a huge miss for Venezuela's future plans if he doesn't play in this game. But the fact that it's in the United States, I mean, the door's wide open at that point because one of the one of the main obstacles, just like you've always said, Critic, is the fact that Danny Pereira's um, political status in the, in the country doesn't allow him to join Venezuela to every single game. And when, he, when they've been played 
in the United States, we've seen Danny Pereira in the notes that I sent you guys for the for the pod tonight. I put in Danny's previous appearances with Venezuela, and they were uh, June 16th, 2023 versus Honduras, zero uh, one. Danny played 45 minutes, and then June. 18th versus Guatemala, a win for Venezuela there again. Then he played 60 minutes, and those were played in the in the United States, in the yes. in DC, in DC and uh, Connecticut, right? Yeah. So hopefully this is one of those situations where we see Danny Pereira, Danny Pereira, where the vino tinto. Uh, Nef, you have anything you wanna you wanna add on this situation with uh, DP? No, just uh, I'm hoping he he gets the call up and. I mean, I I know. I think we can all see how happy he gets. Uh, he gets when when he's mentioned in the Venezuela conversation. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully he gets the call up, and it's a great opportunity for him for the national team, and hopefully it comes to fruition. Yeah, it'll be a great opportunity. Hopefully it does come to fruition, just like you said. Now, now I want to bring up a quote here. Uh, this is from two weeks ago uh, on the We TV Instagram page. I'm sure you can find it on Twitter. It'll be it'll be a lot easier for Instagram though. Uh, this is Danny Pereira uh, on his visa issues being solved in 2024 and joining Venezuela for the Copa America via Estamos Ready podcast interview. That's a great podcast that Danny Pereira was on. I really enjoyed it. I've heard it like two or three times. But the quote is this. Danny says, by February or March, it should be done. Thank God the Copa America will be here in the USA. So let's hope I can be there by keeping a good level with Austin and performing well with Austin. So Venezuela can call me up. Now, I don't be, I don't think it was in this podcast interview, Football Critic. I think it was in another one where Danny Pereira tells the interviewer, um, or maybe it was this one, about how much conversation Danny Pereira has had with Bocha Batista about his future, about how Danny Pereira will be a project for Venezuela. Is there anything you can add on that, Football Critic? Uh, yeah, I think it was that same interview where he said that he was already told he was going to be chosen for the Copa America. But, the chosen one. Yeah, he said that he was going to definitely be called up, but that he knew that nothing was for granted. He knew that he still needed to work. He knew that he he knows that he needs to be uh, playing with us in mm-hmm. getting, getting minutes and, you know, obviously not be injured because anything can happen. So uh, mm-hmm. he's he's not, you know, just relaxing. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go play. No, he knows he has to still work for it. And mm-hmm. uh, about the friendly, I can just say Venezuela has a lot. And I mean, a lot of uh, players in MLS. Um, so considering that the friendly in Miami is, well, you know, going to be when MLS is done, uh, I definitely see them getting all of the MLSers from Venezuela getting together to see how they do well. How they, how they play ahead of that of that Copa America. Now, after I get my Danny Pereira Venezuela jersey, uh, football critic, you know what my second one might be? Which one? Soterdo. <laughs> Soterdo. I'm going to get that one, bro. I love the memes when they compare him to uh, Barney of the Flintstones. He yeah. looks just like him. He looks Dude, just like him, identical. Bro. And hey, he 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 became the captain for Santos today, and he got the assist at the 90th minute versus Botafogo, one of the top teams in the league right now. So oh, hey, wow. the guy is you know, a Venezuelan is a captain of a, of a Brazilian team. Like who would have seen that, right? Uh, football critic, can you remind us where Venezuela is uh, currently at in the standings for the qualifiers? Are they in fifth? 
Oh yeah, no, they're in fourth place, right? Fourth. Right under Argentina's first, Uruguay second, Colombia's third, Venezuela is fourth, and then Ecuador fifth, and Brazil is sixth. Can you imagine, football critic, the scenes if Danny Pereira is part of the team that qualifies Venezuela to their first ever World Cup? Hey, can can you hey can you imagine that? If his situation gets cleared up by next year, first half of next year, the qualifiers res- uh, resume in September of 2024. So he definitely would be in that team. Oh, 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 oof, irrecontra, oof, Nef, bro. Uh, anything else you want to add on Danny Pereira, bro, and his situation also before we, we go on to some of the next stuff here tonight? Uh, nothing much to say except that I'm very excited for him. It's it's gonna be a great year for him. He's got he's got you know the beginning of MLS season here in February, and then he he's got Copa America coming up in the summer, and you know he's got a great opportunity there to make the leap, make the leap after that cup. And who knows who knows uh, it's, it's gonna be a great year for him. And wishing the best best for best for him. Only thing left, mate, is we got to get this young man paid. But the money is coming. This kid is a this kid is a, a freaking star. Uh, he is an international sensation uh, in Venezuela. Twitter loves him. The fans love him. When whenever he's there, they say that he's such a good player and he has a bright future. So if only we could get him a good contract here at Austin FC, get him out of the out of the the lame number that he has right now, because this kid is a baller and I'd love to secure him here long term. But it is what it is. His future is probably somewhere else. I know Neff and I go back and forth on this and football credit. We go back and forth on this all the time. But Danny, oof, the future this kid has ahead of him, bro. Ha. I'm, I, I, I get chills thinking about it. I get chills thinking about it. But all right, guys, uh, moving on to one of the next topics that we have here tonight. And I labeled this one as the Austin MC fan fiction and interesting takes. Because last night, after pickup, we went to Haymaker. It was myself, Nair, football critic, his brother, Andre, uh, Tucker, his brother, Tony Photos. And we were there, you know, chilling, shooting the shit, talking, right? And there were some interesting takes that were mentioned. And I remembered a few of them to mention it on the pod here tonight. But the first one that I want to start off with is a coach. And it's Jim Curtin, Philly's coach. Uh, now, this this would fall under fan fiction because some fans, I put myself in there, would think that Jim Curtin would would uh would would take an Austin FC type of job, right? He might be aiming for higher clubs, but I would love him at Austin FC. But Jim Curtin dropped an interesting quote um after being eliminated with Philadelphia. And it really kind of had me thinking. But before I get to the quote, I'll read what I have in my notes. It says Jim Curtin and Philly were eliminated from the MLS playoffs again and Austin fans are starting to ask about his availability. Jim Curtin said that he is good in Philly, but does he need a move to win the chip uh he can um he can i don't know what i think i put a typo there uh can austin be a good destination for him after the wolf era that's what i have on there now the quote from jim Curtin is this it says quote i'd sign up to be playing in the big games over being at a club in complete disarray that has no chance to ever compete for anything there are about 25 of those teams in our league i prefer to be where we are that's Jim Curtin on the rest of the league uh, after elimination. And it's important to note that there's 29 teams in MLS. That's leaves four of them. So Jim Curtin saying all but four teams in MLS are in complete disarray and have no chance of winning anything. That's an interesting take to have. Uh, but, Critic, I want to start off with you, mate. What do you make of this quote? 
Do you really think that it's only four teams in MLS that have a chance? And do you consider Austin to be in those four teams? This year or now? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, we, we, we didn't accomplish anything. Uh, if we're talking post-Wolf era, uh, yes, there's a chance because I think if the like project that. that we have comes true, right? It's not just a, yeah. some dream that we that we never accomplished. If it does come true, Austin will be this club heavily based on the academy, on the FC2. Mm. And if you think about it, that's what Philly is, right? Philly is this team that weights heavily on, on the academy and on working as a team. And if you tell me, hey, you're going to be a club that is going to constantly be not only in playoffs, but getting, you know, ahead, like far in the playoffs. Semifinals, hey, I'll take it. You know, I, 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 the very, to me, the very minimum that you should aim for as an MLS club is to always make the playoffs, right? Always, no excuses. How far you make it, it depends on, on, you know, how high or low your season was, but you should always make it. So if you tell me, hey, you're going to be a club young with this coach, you're always going to make, you know, relatively always going to make the semifinals. I'll definitely take that. Mm, okay. Now, Nev, I want to bounce this question right to you, mate. Uh, do you think that Austin MC is in those four teams that Jim Curtin is saying that are not in complete disarray and actually have a chance to win something? You know, that those teams that play the big games? Because he's pretty much saying like, yo, I'm not leaving Philly because ain't nothing better than Philly but four other teams. So where do you stand on this interesting quote? I'm, I'm right there with him. I mean, there is only really? four other teams. Really? Just four? I, there Austin is Austin is not in the it's not they're not in the in the in the competition dude it's just I get simple it as that. but I'm not fighting for I'm not fighting hardcore for Austin I'm fighting for more than four bro I mean look I could name you LAFC Brian Miami um maybe you're New putting York. Miami you're putting Miami in there already okay Man, right, they have a better ahead. project than us Miami right in there because yeah. All right, go ahead. Because LFC. you said because I know you're basing it on on on, on that, but you forget they're about to get Luis Suarez. Yeah. Along with maybe another two players that are. But can you can you consistently? I get it, but can you? I mean, they're going to break the league for maybe one or two seasons. They're not going to be a Philly that's consistently in in, in, win. in important games. But I think Jim Curtin is also talking for about two years. They're going to consistently be in big games. They're going to for the for the next two years. They're going to be in those big games. Yeah, I I I see what you mean. But how long can you sustain bringing in Barcelona retiring stars? I mean, I I, I don't know how deep Miami's pockets might be, but you get what I'm saying that Jim Curtin has implemented a system of academies and, you know, bringing players up and uh, betting on young talent. We don't see that from Miami yet, but that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother no, conversation. No, no. I guess Absolutely. finish this. Take. No, I mean, you could add Atlanta to that. You could add, you could add Atlanta to that. If that's going to be the Columbus, case as well, then Columbus is up there, bro. Columbus as well. Yeah, of course. And, and if you're going to go, um, Academy based, of course, Colorado's in the, their MLX next pro look, look, they got pretty far. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about teams that have the potential, right? And that based off their academy. So that that's gonna be. A bit. I think we kind of got away from the question a little bit. There's no way Colorado. Either or, is in that I, Austin is not in that conversation. 
Okay. Uh, Austin's not in that conversation, and it's a little bit sad because Jim Curtin would probably be one, probably if not the best coach to to take over at Austin FC with the type of project that they want to implement in here. He's a great candidate, honestly. He was even getting shouts for the U.S. men's national team when they were in their hiring process, and they ended up hiring Berhalter again. But he was getting shouts. He was getting shouts. Um, you got to remember, okay. like this. This is the, we're talking about. You know, the the question said post Wolf era, right? Mm -hmm. We got an academy, a U15 academy that won the Adidas. What was it? Adidas Cup. Adidas. The gen. The GA Cup. Yeah, the Adidas GA Cup. generation. We got uh, Fcito that won the uh, MLS Next Pro. Um, the U17, even though they didn't win the tournament, the, the also Generation Adidas, they did fairly well. So we're talking post Wolf in what is it? Two years. Um, I'll give I will give Austin the span of three to four years to say, hey, you know, if that happens and if Rodo is the youth developer that we that he says he is and his resume shows he is, um, we, that Austin definitely can be in that conversation in in three to four years. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Re I definitely respect y'all's takes. Now I want to move on to this is a bit of fan fiction because. Some Austin FC fans are talking about Chicharito coming to the capital of Texas. So we're going to get into that here uh, right now. So Chicharito, uh, he is without a club and Austin fans are debating whether or not he would fit this system. And also if he's better than any of our current strikers, a.k.a. Zardes and maybe Chite, you could even throw in Rigoni, but he doesn't really play there. So I want to get y'all's thoughts. But before that, some stats. 2023 MLS stats for Chicharito. 12 games, one goal, which that goal, can you guess who it was versus? Us. The Verde and Black, baby. Yeah. Of course. Uh, he had one assist. Uh, it is important to note he had muscle injury from March to April and then a torn, uh, was it the ACL, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in June, and he missed the remainder of the season. His team missed the, the playoffs probably because of, because of that, consequence of that injury. Chicharito is pretty important for his team wherever he goes. But 2023 MLS stats for Zardes, 31 games, six goals, two assists. And I do remember him having a bit of a problem with an adductor injury. Uh, but for the most part, he was healthy for the whole season. I mean, he was able to, to get 31 games under, under his belt. So I want to start off with you, Nev. Uh, the question is, would you take Chicharito on a DP deal or on a TAM deal? Or are you not interested? Well, I would definitely take him. Um on a deal, not a DP deal, but I would take him because he would instantly become our best striker. So, okay. however, I think there's way better options in the market. I mean, if we're going to go for a striker, I think there's definitely better options in the market. We would have to cough up maybe more money, though. It is important to note that Chicharito is going to be what in the, uh, he's going to be a free agent, right? Because they, they didn't yeah. He'll generate Take his contract up? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Critic, your uh, opinion on this. I mean, would you take him on a DP, on a TAM deal, or are you not interested? Uh, I mean, if it, I wouldn't <laughs> take him on anything that is not a TAM deal. I would not want to see him on a DP deal at all. I, I don't want us to see big figures on him. No, like just a, ten, a regular TAM deal uh, is fine. Also, because just his, his uh, merchandising sales is going to pay pretty much for his salary. So um, that would be good enough for me. Also, I think he would be the, even though he's not going to, you know, put goal after goal after goal after goal for us, he's going to be that type of player that has 
a lot of influence on the team. Just like not at the same level right now, but just how uh, Carlos Vela does for LAFC. Mm-hmm. That you can see he's not scoring as many goals with him for them, but you can definitely still see his influence and how he helps his team out. Chicharito, I think he does the same. So um, I would take him, but as a tam deal and you know low, low, low spending type of thing. Now, before people say, "Oh, you're never gonna get Chicharito on a tam deal. He's he's too big headed to not be a DP." I'm gonna remind y'all that LAFC was able to score Gareth Bell on a TAM deal. So these things can be possible in MLS. Now, uh, Football Critic, you mentioned a great point. I think you hit it, hit the nail spot on with this. You hit the nail on the head when you said that whatever you pay uh, Chicharro, you're going to get it back in merch sales. I mean, I know within a 10-mile radius of where I'm at right now recording this podcast, there's at least 100 Chicharito fans. At least 100. And all those fans are going to buy a hat or they're going to buy a jersey or they're going to buy a jacket because Chicharito now plays for this team. It's the Chicharito effect. So I think you make a really good point there that says where whatever you pay him, you're going to make it back. Now, my big gamble with Chicharito, and if you're right, there are way better options. But Chicharito, is a, it's a romantic name. It's, a, it's an easy name to talk about, right? Because a lot of people want him on their team, maybe more in the past than now. But if he's, if, if he's healthy, if this guy can get... 20 games under his belt, 30 games like Zardes. I mean, watch out, bro, because this guy knows how to move in the box. He knows how to get open. When he gets his head on the ball, 9 out of 10 times, I might be reaching, but 9 out of 10 times, the ball's going into the back of the net. Neff, go ahead. I, I do want to point out that with the Chicharito signing, you don't only get the market you know, and all of that stuff that you mentioned, but you also get you attract other types of players to come to Austin as well because Chicharito, yeah, yeah. whatever you might think of him, he he's had a decent career, and he has played in some of the biggest clubs in the world. Decent? That's more so, than decent, bro. He's had an admirable career, a, a career of dreams, course, bro. I'm just lowballing it a little bit there. Okay. But he's, you know what I mean? Like he's 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 willing. He has that pull on him. To, to attract these type of players here as well, you know? So you you put Austin's name out there in, in a big way. I agree. I agree on that. Uh, let's see. Any Anything else on Chicharito? Just shout out to, to Profe for highlighting this uh, when we were having a couple beers at uh, Haymaker. He said, hey, have y'all seen Chicharito's recent videos that he's been posting like on social media? And he's on a super positive kind of spectrum i mean it's it's uh it's positivity after positivity and i don't i i really think we shouldn't underestimate the power of the mind because if chicharito can get his mind right and get his body right uh, along with it i guess you can say i mean he can get maybe one or two more seasons out of him you know or maybe for sure one i know he's coming out back of a harsh injury and a lot of fans are going to clap back and they're going to say oh you want a guy that's coming back of a harsh injury all I'm saying is don't underestimate the power of your mind. And when you set yourself to something, if if you're committed enough, I mean, you can you can accomplish anything. Now, gentlemen, uh, I'm sorry for for sounding a bit of a social media guru there, but uh, anything else you want to add on Javier Hernandez and the idea of him coming to Austin? Because there's got to be more teams out there. Critic, anything you want to add, mate? Well, 
if you think about, well, he was he's supposed to be tempted by Ache Ache on Houston, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea of having Ache Ache in Houston and then Austin Chicharito and then having that, you know, Texan Derby, uh, that could get interesting uh, financially for the league too. Okay, uh, real quick, thumbs up, thumbs down, say yes or no. Would Chicharito fit this system if he can? If 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 he's healthy, he plays thirty games. Would he fit the system? Neff gives us thumbs up, football critic. Uh, no, but no, it doesn't fit the system. It's, it's Josh. Uh, it's Josh. To me, it's Josh. Not okay. yeah. Oh, Neff is agreeing there. Oh, okay. All right, the Girona fan and the Madrid fan are, are agreeing on something. That's that's interesting, ladies and gentlemen. But all right, uh, let's see. Moving on to, let's see, just a couple more things. I do want to point out how on the next episode, y'all, I know a lot of people have been asking about this, especially in the uh, Discord. The end of year awards will be next episode. I promise. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's tough being out of, the, out of the season this early because I was kind of hoping we were in the playoffs. And, you know, it's barely November. So I'm waiting for December for the end of year podcast awards or end of year award podcast and we'll give out the gold of the year and, and all that all that jazz and fc to player of the year and everything that those folks voted on uh let's see another thing uh new studio in the works you know i know a, a lot of folks love it when we're in studio when it's bali brian primo uh but i am going to ask you all to be some troopers and hang out with us on skype streams uh on Streamyard streams on zoom streams whatever we we are on uh to bring out the podcast we're going to be coming out with a couple more episodes but uh by next season we'll be in our brand new studio so hopefully um y'all can uh hang out with us there keeping up with the top flight um news now let's see uh, more pickup events are coming so far we've hosted two and they've been a success the first one was at avila indoor we've had what was it guys like uh 20 people show up 20 guys right it was about 20 guys yeah maybe? something about that yeah Something somewhere around there, yeah, because we had teams of four and one team of uh, five. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was around 20. And then for pickup, this last one that we had, it was outside outfield. It was at, uh, at a, a middle school in central Austin. And we had about, what do y'all say, about 15 people go out there, guys, right? 16 yeah. people. We had a good 7v7. We used big goals and we had small goals, too. So uh, more pickup events are coming. Uh, for the Discord and Patreon members, you know that you get the automatic invite. Uh, we might send some out there for, um, you know, just uh, peeps that want to play soccer. That way we can get some more people out there. Maybe our Discord team versus uh, Barrio team versus, you know, this team versus that team. And, hey, maybe we can get it going. Uh, but, boys, anything else on the Austin FC side of things before we get into a bit of European conversation? Good. All right, Neff over there, ready. We're ready. All right, boys, appreciate it. Now, shout out to everybody for keeping up with uh, with the Top Flight Pod. Let's get into a little Europe conversation to end the podcast tonight. we got about 12 more minutes. Uh, I want to start off with Garnacho. As we get on the Top Flight jet, flying over, landing in Manchester because, well, no, it wasn't even in Manchester. It was away from home or was it home? It was away. It was away from home at Everton. What is that? Uh, is that Goodison Park, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken? Park. Goodison Park. So I want yeah. to land in Goodison Park, Everton, Man United, Garnacho. Fantastic Chilena. I, I think fantastic is not even the best way to put it, guys. One of the best goals I've seen in a long, long time. A lo Rooney, a lo Cristiano. Some people are saying a lo Messi. But Nev, I want to get your take on Garnacho's goal a worldy one that he's going to remember and important to note for his celebration he hit the sea 
worldwide news there. So go ahead, Neff. What was your thoughts? No, I was astonished. It was a wonderful, wonderful World Class goal. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. That it's going to be in the Puskas next year for sure. It's it's mm. it's just one of those one maybe once a year, maybe once every two years. You don't see goals like that often at all. So uh, yeah, it was great, great technique, great, great cross. Just uh, what was a I think it was a Mexican uh, analyst that said um, it was a goal from another game. It was like one of those goals that you score maybe in like a very dramatic late situation in a semifinal or a final. It was just one of those goals. It was amazing. It sucks for Everton fans, bro, because they were doing like a massive protest, marching into the stadium. They were um, kind of protesting the the bit of unfair fate that they have received, you know, that 10-point deduction and, and all that. And then just to get banged on by Garnacho and he hits the C on you, I mean, that got to take the life out of you, bro, honestly. But uh, Critic, Garnacho, one of the names that a lot of people are excited about. This guy has played with Messi. He's played with Ronaldo. Um, what's your take on this goal, bro? I mean, it's a freaking worldie. Oh, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It was amazing. It was beautiful. Uh, like Neff said, it's 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 a goal for another match. You know, it's you make that goal in the third minute of the game. I mean, you love to see that goal, but you're like, why is it yeah. happening in the third minute? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. That's a good uh, yeah. But no, it was it was just beautiful. I'm happy for him. He's one of those Argentinians that haven't had their spotlight because you know all the others are doing so well. He hasn't done that well in Man, Man United yet. Uh, Definitely not in the Argentinian national team, but then he has a moment like this, and he just, you know, you just love to see it. Dude, on the Discord, I said, bring him to Madrid ASAP, and all the EPL fans came out, and they said, hey, man, not everybody want to go to Real Madrid. Hey, buddy, newsflash. Yeah, they do, bro. Yeah, they do. Everybody wants to go to Real Madrid. It's the pinnacle of football. It's the best place you can arrive as a footballer. If you arrive at Real Madrid, your career it's you you can't go anywhere else it's like jim Curtin at philadelphia he's saying where else can i go when you're around madrid bro you can't go anywhere else so That's what, what happened with son again with uh son Aldo? yeah well i mean i guess there are some cases out there in the world where some <laughs> players have massive love for the club that gave them an, an opportunity and i respect it but even guys like Totti who later, you know, years after they retired, have came out and they said, hey, one of my biggest regrets is not going to Real Madrid. And that's Totti. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, they, you know, I think there are some cases. Pirlo. Pirlo, maybe one of those guys too, I guess. Yeah. And that's what it is. But, uh, boy, some, some matches around the, the, the EPL, uh, Man City-Liverpool, they drew 1-1. One, one, one interesting game there. Uh, Sheffield United and Bournemouth 3-1. But on the Man City-Liverpool game, did y'all manage to see the uh, bit of drama between uh, Pep and Darwin? Yeah. Things, things got chippy. I Anything saw that. I never never understood what it was about. I mean, it was just Darwin Nunez just going to... Because Pep was fine. He was, you know, cool. But Darwin was yeah. the one that just came at him. Was like, What's going on? I don't know, man. I think the only one that's going to know what was said is Klopp because Klopp yeah. was right there trying to pull Darwin away. And we might get Klopp's take on that. He is a bit of an unfiltered coach, but hey, it's, it's going to take something special for him to talk about it, maybe years later. He already uh, came out and said he didn't understand it because it was all in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's hilarious, bro. 
Okay, so, so, so some other uh, results around the league. Uh, Brighton with a red card. They defeated Nottingham Forest. Shout out to my Mark Turner. Tough defeat there. Uh, West Ham defeated Burnley 2-1. Luton Town, they got a dub against Palace 2-1, y'all. Uh, Newcastle murdered Chelsea. I was watching this game along with everybody on Discord. I love when something happens and we all go to Discord and we all do that. And we yeah. go back to the game and then da, 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 da. Uh, But Tucker was having a nightmare in this game. So was Nino. All the Chelsea fans on uh, the chat were having a rough time. And I think the scoreline wasn't fair for Chelsea, honestly. 4-1 was not fair. Um, Arsenal, they beat Brentford 1-0. Uh, you see Arsenal legend, was it Ian uh, Ian Wright, saying that they're going to win the league. Uh, you got Aston Villa defeating Tottenham 2-1. to one. That's Tottenham's third defeat in a row in the Premier League, bro. They were at first place. Now they dropped to fifth. It is yeah. crazy in the Premier League. When you mess up three match days in a row, what can happen? Uh, well, like we mentioned, the Man United game, Everton lost to Man United 3-0. Uh, kind of expected Man United should be beating these teams. And then tomorrow, Monday, we have Fulham against Wolves at 2 p.m. Bit of Monday footy there for everybody. Uh, let's see, gentlemen, before we move on to La Liga, anything you want to add on the EPL? Just in, I guess it's not that impressive that Man United has won, but they have like, they have won their last five league games, I believe. So you're like, hey, they're in good form. I'm not gonna lie, but it's always it's all about you know we're against uh, this the smaller you know lower team. So, uh, but just saying, hey, keep an eye out, keep an eye out. I don't think Man United is gonna do it. Ooh. I think they're gonna do a Tottenham, to be honest. But, oh, uh, hey, you know what? You know what? Football credit credit to Eric. Shout out to my G Eric, the topic and stack contributor of the Top Flight Pod. He said Man United was the most informed team in England right now, and they are. They are the only team to have won their last three games. So, five, but I think five, you need context. Games, yeah. No, it's uh, well, in the in the league, league because they they lost. Yeah. They lost. Oh, no, yeah. uh, they lost one game, which was their fourth game. So okay. if they wouldn't have lost that one, it would have been five on the skip. Okay. Interesting. Uh, real quick table talk: Arsenal first place, thirty points. Man City second with twenty ninth. Liverpool third with twenty eighth. Aston Villa. Uh, making top four with 28 points uh, right behind them. Tottenham in fifth uh, with 26 and Man United pushing, fighting for that spot in the top five. They're in sixth place right now with 24 points. All right. Now shifting gears into Neff's favorite league and uh, the league that everybody loves to call the most corrupted in the world because of Barcelona. It's La Liga, everybody. La Liga in Spain. Now, uh, we're going to start off with Real Madrid, obviously. I wonder why my, me and Neff are on here. We've got to talk about it. Uh, but then we're going to get into Girona, baby, because Football Critic has the take on them. Uh, Madrid defeated Cadiz today, uh, 3-0, a brace by Rodrigo, and a goal by Jude Bellingham is all that Real Madrid needed to beat them. Uh, really good performance by Rodrigo. Uh, he kind of showed us the player that he can be. If only he could be this consistent, I'd love that from him. Jose Lu, a bit off. Lunin with some really good saves. Overall, a really good team performance. Neff was saying uh, while this game was going on that the boys looked like they were playing pickup out there. They weren't taking it too serious. Uh, but Neff, your take on this game, Madrid 3-0 against Cadiz. Uh, I think we got to take it for what it is. You know, Cadiz is a, a relegation side. Of course, you got to take every game serious, but it's just the, the, the quality, the difference in quality is too much. I mean, um, you know, as as Real Madrid, you got to get used to winning these games. There's every game, no matter what, it is what it is. That that's what your standard is. That's what you have to aim to do. 
Okay. Now, uh, we're talking about informed teams. I want to get football critic in here. Girona, they've won their last five in the league, mate. But they find themselves in second place right behind uh, Neps, Real Madrid. Madrid has 35 points. Girona, second place, right behind them with 34 points. And like I said, football critic, they've won their last five in the league. They're the most informed team in La Liga. Uh, what's been the secret to their success this year, mate? Well, for one, they're second only because they haven't played their, their game yet, right? They play tomorrow. So if they win, they go over Madrid again. Um, you had to put that out there. Oh, of course, I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, but yeah, but Girona, the thing with Girona is that they're an amazing team. And I just need to be there. They're an amazing team, right? There's, there's no big star coming coming big like out for them. No, they have stars and they all play well together. Um, uh, Savino is doing great. Jangel Herrera in the midfield is doing great for them. He's one of the most... Uh, Jangel, yeah. He's been one of the best midfielders in the league, in La Liga right now this year. Um, the whole team has just been amazing. Their weak spot is the defensive line, all the back line is a, a bit mm. shaky, but they are the most creative. And I believe they're continue to be, well, I don't know after this 3 0 game with Madrid, but I believe they're continue to be the team that has scored the most in La Liga this season. Mm. So, um, uh, they are highly creative, they are, they are, they know what to do and they don't give up. They have come back multiple times this year. So they're a team that they are passionate and they know what they want and they're going for it. I think that defense is going to make them pay at some point. I think they're going to fall at some point. Uh, maybe in January they get some new signings, some, no, someone new to help back there. Uh, but as of right now, that they're, they're that team that you know is going to fight until the very last second and they are going for the win. Some stats on Girona Football Critic after that excellent take that you just dropped on us. Uh, Girona, you are correct. They only need to score one goal tomorrow and they will overtake Real Madrid so far on goals scored. Madrid, 31 goals for. Girona, 31 goals for. You're right on the defense side of things. Madrid has only conceded nine goals versus Girona, 16. So almost double the amount of the goals that Madrid has conceded. So that back line may be a bit shaky, but Girona, a city team group, uh, a C yeah. group team, if I'm not mistaken, and they've they've made an interesting um, they've made an they made an interesting fight so far this season, and I don't think that they're gonna wait they're gonna go away so easy. But I, I agree with you, football critic. Usually these teams they tend to phase out later on in the year. Like they will fight, they will battle, they'll they'll give you a couple of scares. They'll beat Barcelona. They might beat Real Madrid, um, but you know they they tend to to phase out 100. percent Now. Real quick, Barcelona, Rayo Vallecano. I want to talk about that result <laughs> just a little bit. 1-1 result. Now, I'm not trying to take a dig at Barca. I'm more trying to give credit to Rayo Vallecano because they're a team that you see on paper and you write off 100% of the time. And Rayo Vallecano, this season and in you know, the previous season as, as well, they've been that team where they can they can they can sucker punch you bro they can take a point away from you at your stadium or at at their own now this season they find themselves in 10th place they only have 19 points but to get a point out of barcelona i'm sure those guys are going to celebrate it so uh, nef i want to get your take uh, any 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 thoughts you have on rayo vallecano uh, getting a point versus barcelona uh, i think it's great for them i mean they're typically a relegation uh, battling side and i mean they're sitting in ninth 
uh, with 19 points. You know, no, it, 10th, it, 10th, aren't they? It's no, Valencia is in 10th. They okay. are tight on points though. So it's just, okay. I think it's just uh, I don't know what the denominator is, but yes, they're they're ninth and um, mm-hmm. it, it's great for them. I mean, they they lost. Their best, uh, one of the best players last season to to Real Madrid and Fran Garcia, which is a defensive player, and of course, of they, course. they've been doing fairly well. I mean, um, I just want to, I do want to point out, just circling back to Girona and Real Madrid talk, the only team that Girona has lost to has been Real Madrid, mm, yeah. and the only team mm. that Madrid has lost to is Atletico Madrid. So they both only lost one one game. Everything else has been uh, draws. I want to point out this because it's fairly interesting to me that we've already, uh, Real Madrid has already played Atletico, Girona, and Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Well, Girona has only played Real Madrid, and they are due to play Barcelona and Atletico soon. Now, I think this will be the, the test to see whether this Girona team is actually going to be able to pull forward because, I mean, I tomorrow they face Athletic Club. You know, and so that is going to really test their squad depth. It's going to really test what they can do. Uh, like Critic and I have talked previously, their defense is really shaky. So I want to see how they do against, do against the pressure of having to to um, contain the attack of, of Barcelona because they, they weren't able to do it against Real Madrid, although they, they give a fair okay. fight. So yeah. that, that, right. there is a fair, a fair shout for Girona this season. I'm not going to say there isn't, but... Um, in terms of you want to compare it to Real Madrid, keep in mind we're missing half of our squad. For sure, hundred percent. And I mean, I don't know how soon the whole team is going to come back, but you know, you can't say, oh, well, come January everybody's back. So it's not going to get easy for Real Madrid either. And we know, based off of some information that has come out on uh, social media sources, that Madrid is not going to sign anybody. So what we got is what we got. So it is what it is. Now, real quick, before we leave La Liga, Spain. Uh, which country that I want to visit soon, hopefully one day. Uh, I want to give a bit of a shout to Bellingham because Bellingham is the, now the player with the most goals in his first 15 games with Real Madrid, y'all. The names that he has overtaken aren't just any name. It's not just anybody. The players that he has officially overtaken for this record is Alfredo Di Stefano and Cristiano Ronaldo. CR7. Bellingham now with 14 goals in 15 games with Real Madrid. I mean, this is generational. This is generational what we are witnessing, and I'm here for it, and I'm happy he's wearing the all-white Real Madrid kit, and I want him to know that this is his home. Uh, Let's see. Shout-out to Rayo Vallecano. Shout-out to Drew Bellingham. Shout-out to uh, Girona for that fight. Uh, Big ups to Jordan, Rayo fan, probably the only Rayo fan that I know. And he reps Rayo Vallecano like nobody else. So shout out to my G. Jordan Curly here. Uh, but let's see, gentlemen, anything else on La Liga before we talk about Liga MX? I just want to say, I'm, uh, just like Nep said, I'm, I'm excited about that that fight with Girona. Because Girona, they, they are the team that will beat you up with goals, even though they, they will suffer a few. Like Girona were able to beat Rayo Vallecano, the team that neither Real Madrid or Barcelona could be but only because their defense, their offense is that good. So it's interesting that battle of, is my offense better than your defense, even though my defense is not good? I, I want to see that versus okay. Barcelona and versus Atletico. 
Now, real quick, some standings. Madrid, 35 points, first place. Girona, second place with 34. Play tomorrow, so they could go top. Uh, Atletico, third place with 31. And Barca making top four with 31. A bit of a gap there between fourth and fifth. Fifth place, Real Sociedad with 25 points, six-point gap difference. And then uh, sixth place, Athletic Club, who plays Girona. They got 24 points. Uh, but all right, moving on to Liam X. Or Nev, did you have something else, mate? No, no, just one. Okay. Just say, same as a football critic. It's going to be an exciting race this year. So hopefully it all comes well. All right. Now, uh, I want to touch up on Liga MX because uh, we do talk about a lot of Liga MX on the Discord channel. So I figured I'd, I'd throw it out there because it's important to note that the playoffs, they start today for Liga MX. Today we have Leon versus Santos Laguna Nef, your team, Santos. Today at 8 o'clock. Yes, sir. Kick off in Sunday here in uh, 30 minutes. It's currently 7.29 in Austin, Texas, Central Time. We also have the MLS playoffs that are going on right now. I believe Houston is still leading Sporting Kansas City 1-0 with some controversy in that match. But Liga MX, Leon versus Santos today at 8. Uh, and then moving forward Wednesday, San Luis Monterrey. Uh, Chivas de Guadalajara, my team versus Pumas. Uh, that's also Wednesday, November 29th. And then we have Puebla versus Tigres. The same Wednesday, November 29th is going to be a banger. And then you have the return legs that are will be held on December 2nd between those teams. Now, America, why, why did, on, on Google it says they're playing a TBD team. Who, who are they supposed to be playing? Yes, because, well, that's because it's not the playoffs yet. It's not the year yet. It's, a, it's the second leg or... There's a pechaje of a technical play-in, except okay. this does not go to a series of three games. So the winner, America will be facing the winner of Leon against Santos. That makes sense. That's why they're playing today. Okay, so Liga MX went out there and switched up their format just a little bit, huh? Yeah, I actually MLS kind of based it off a little bit of this because uh, oh. this was something that started with this this uh, format was introduced back when the pandemic, when they re- kick, kicked off the pandemic again, well, mm-hmm. after the pandemic. So that's when they started doing it uh, like this. Okay, very interesting format that Leon Mix is now taking on. I mean, I, I I like it. I like that there's a wild card, you know, because they also made their their playoff spot bigger. They went they went wider with it. Was it 12 teams now that make uh, the quote-unquote playoff? Yeah, right? yeah. 12 of them? Yeah, so, it's ridiculous. It's a lo MLS, I guess we can say. MLS made theirs. Liga MX it, made theirs. It's ridiculous. It's more money, mate. You know it. But Leon Santos Laguna predictions. Ridiculous. Predictions. Uh, I'm saying Santos wins at the very minimum, like a 1-0. We don't, we don't have a good history against Leon, so uh, I'm praying here. Okay. Uh, I'm also back Santos on this one. I uh, want to see them take down the champions of the CONCACAF. That would be very fun to say. Like that uh, a, a regular Santos team has knocked out Leon, the champions of CONCACAF, and which will completely destroy their uh, their title of being CONCACAF Champions League. Like, how are you going to be champion of CONCACAF and lose out to Leon? So, come on, Leon. I mean, so, come on, Santos. Take out Leon. Uh, Critic, what prediction you have for, for this game? I, you can't know much on them, so it's kind of just like a shot in the dark. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm I'm not the guy for Liga Max. Uh, call me ball, ask me anything. Uh, Liga Max, not so much. But uh, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, 
if anything, not knowing nothing, I would say Leon as the CONCACAF champions, right? Right, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Uh, so. I agree with that take. I mean, because if you're just looking at this from the outside in, you see Leon is the champion of CONCACAF. You see Santos, you know, they're I mean, mid-table we team. Here, as, as a non-Liga MX fan, we I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know Santos existed if not for now, because what have they done? Support, support I, your friends, buddy. Nef, support I'm not going to be as cold, critic. I'm not going to be as cold, as football critic. I'm going to say that I knew about Santos because of Borghetti and El Pony Ruiz back in the day and uh, La Chita Ludueña. Ballers. Tremendous players. So Santos has... Cristian Benitez. Well, well, of course, the list goes on, bro. I'm, I'm just mentioning just a few. Bruneta, the people, the one people want to see in Austin FC? Come on, bro. Oh, yes. We were talking about that today on the Discord, right? There, there's a player from Santos that shout out to Juan uh, Samarron, if I'm not mistaken. He said, hey, we should go after this guy. And then everybody was like, hold on. Might be an interesting prospect. But let's see. I think we leave it there tonight, guys. I mean, we kind of touched up on everything that's current right now with Austin FC. Now, of course, we could have more news drop on Monday. More news could drop on Tuesday. But as of right now, gentlemen, I mean, is there anything else that we can touch up on tonight? Hmm. Hmm. I think I think we might be good. I mean, let's see. Yeah. We got Romagna talk, Redis talk. I think I think we're straight, guys. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. All right, we're good. Well, hopefully we get some yeah. more news dropping on Monday. We could get some more news, like I said, on Tuesday. It might even even for Wednesday. Maybe Biggest tonight. surprise. Maybe tonight. Biggest surprise for me this offseason is the, the fact that they dropped the roster roster decisions on a Friday. That threw me off. I was like, why on a Friday, dude? Do it on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? I'm trying to focus on my weekend. Now you just threw me off. Uh, but yes, as we close out the pod, I just want to say a shout out to everybody. Shout out to Neff, World Critics, Scott, JC, uh, B, the editor of, of the pods, Primo, Bali. Hopefully we have um, those guys on the, on the pod here soon. They've been a little bit, of, little bit busy. But we know that the listeners out there love to hear what Bali has to say. Uh, but uh, subscribe to the Patreon if you want. We'd appreciate it so much. You'll get a link for the Discord. And uh, the care packages, yes, the care packages for the Patreon members, they are in the works. We partnered up with a local sticker company and a pin company. So they're getting our packages ready. And as soon as I get them in my possession, we're going to start sending them out. And you'll have some, uh, we're some TV stickers, some pins and stuff like that, some swag for you to deck out your refrigerator, your laptop, or I don't know, your Crocs. I don't know, whatever you want to do. But all right, guys, uh, hopefully you have a good night. Have a good rest of your day. Have a good morning, and we'll see you soon. Top flight, baby. Let's get it.